Welcome to the 1001 Travel Tales podcast, where seasoned travelers share their stories. Your hosts, Shoba George of Just Go Places and Rachel Heller of Rachel's Ruminations. So today we're here with Jeroen von Wingen, and he's with the Liberation Route Europe. Liberation Route Europe, yes. And he's going to talk to us about this organization and what they want to do. Yes. Hello, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Tell us what the Liberation Route is. Basically, it's an international remembrance route that connects the main items along the path of the Western Allied Forces. Uh, It's a route that is based on the historical event of the Second World War, and it aims to keep the memory alive of the Second World War. Okay. So it actually, it's not just a route from one location to another that had something to do with the war. It's actually the route that the troops took, that the Allies took to take Europe back. Yeah, the original route is based on the Allied advance, the Western Allied forces. Oh, interesting. Basically starting in the southern part of the UK where they get it before crossing the channel. Then it continues towards Normandy, the D-Day landings were there, Paris, into Belgium, the Netherlands, towards Germany. And it includes Poland as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does include Poland, although a very small part so far. It's in the area of Danzig, of Danzig uh-huh. so to say. We have a partner museum over there, which is called the Museum of the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And earlier this year, I think it was in April, officially Italy joined too. That's the oh, most no. recent development. Yeah, Because you'll have to, my history is a little shaky. The Allies moved partly, of course, back towards Germany to push the German troops back to Germany, and they did the same towards Italy? Did yeah, they yeah. Split, no, 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 or? they started, actually, you had the Sicily landings in uh, yes. 1943 oh, already. Oh, they, came, they yeah, went up. Yeah, they came out from okay. Africa up. Yes. Yeah. Well, like I said, Italy has recently only joined, uh-huh. so before we start implementing the country into the actual route, it will take one or two years at I least. see, I see. Yeah. So you said this was an international initiative. When did the initiative start? Officially, it was a regional initiative, a regional project of the province of Gelderland in the Netherlands. Okay. There were two trainees working at a war museum, and in their final conclusion they said the Netherlands has so much to offer when it comes to the heritage of the Second World War, but there's no connection at all. Mm -hmm. People go to one place, but they are unaware of the fact that there are other places too. The director of the regional tourist board in the area said, well, we have to do something with that idea. And they started to place big stones in the landscape with an information plaque on it, telling what happened at those places in the Second World War. So he started to create a kind of connection and he called it the liberation route, the route of the liberators. Uh-huh. And his idea, well, started to roll out, to spread towards other Dutch provinces. And a couple of years later, then officially it became a European project. Okay. Now, when Americans come, I'm just thinking of our American audience, I think that it's very common to go to Normandy. And a lot of people go to um, Normandy and don't go elsewhere. Yeah, and there's an enormous number of museums in Normandy. We only picked a couple of them fairly randomly when we went there. They're really good. But there are a lot of them that address one little aspect of the Normandy invasion. And then I would guess that many Americans stop there. They might go to Paris to see Paris. They might go to Brittany to see the pretty coast. They're not continuing on the route. And they should do. Because, to give you an example, maybe some of the Americans have ever heard of the Battle of the Hütten Forest. It's in Germany. It took place at the end of 1944 in Germany. 67,000 people died and 37,000 Americans. Wow. It was an American-German battle. It took three months. Well, 
that's one example why Americans should look wow. beyond Normandy. And what would they see if they went there? Where is uh, there? In, well, the Hurtgen Forest, you still see a lot of traces from the war. Literally, some tank traces are still visible in the ground. Wow. There are still some field graves to visit, remains of bunkers and so on. So yeah. And these are still preserved so people can visit them? Yeah. And that's yeah. where? It's in the Hutken Forest. Hutken Forest. It's the Ruhr Eiffel area, uh-huh. near Aachen. I see. Okay, yeah. I see. So, if an American was coming on just a one-week holiday? A one-week holiday. Because many Americans only get a week, yeah. or maybe or two, two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. weeks is common. And they couldn't do the whole route, it sounds like. It's a big route. Yeah. yeah. What, what would I you think, say? What are yeah, the highlights? The, the two highlights, Normandy, obviously, is one of the highlights. And the second one, I would choose personally for a combination of the area of Pastogne and the German Hutkin Forest, because Bastogne was the Battle of the Bulge, yeah. oh, which the Americans participated too. It's a great scenery over there, it's quite hilly and a lot of forest, mm-hmm. so you can combine cultural heritage with nature, and so actually it's quite the same for the Hutkin Forest. It's a beautiful landscape, beautiful area, and the history is really well, a kind of black period. Yeah. Okay, what is there to see where the Battle of the Bulge happened? There's a relatively new built, the Bastogne War Museum it's called. Okay. It's a great museum, it opened its doors three years ago only, it attracts over 200,000 visitors a year, and it tells the complete story of the Battle of the Bulge, with okay. all new right. use of new media types, and real modern collection, so yeah, okay. great job there doing it. And how does it work with all of these, for example, at Normandy, all of these different little museums that look at very different little pieces yeah, yeah, of well, it? Are they you, part of your...? Yeah, some of them are. For example, the Utah Beach Museum is an American museum that is a partner of the Liberation World. So is the Juno Beach Center, but they are focusing more on the Canadian aspect. And we have some side museums there. But in general, there is uh, one big museum. It's called the Memorial de Cannes, which tells the entire story. That's the main museum of Normandy, and then you have all the side museums each having their own perspective. Right. One for the Canadians, one for the Americans, for the British, and so on. And there's also different graveyards for each of yeah. the nationalities. Yeah. yeah, there's a German one, you have well, the American yes. war cemetery yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah, I think we visited a British one. Yeah, Americans, coming back to your previous question, if they visit the Hurtgen Forest, it's only a 20 minutes drive towards Maastricht area. Oh, You have the, the American war cemetery of Margraten. Beautiful place to visit too, yeah. Okay. Now coming back to home where I live, the Netherlands, I had actually never heard of the Arnhem what was it called? The paratroopers. Yeah, the troopers jumping into Arnhem and the liberation of Arnhem. That was complete news to me. I'd never heard of it before. You now, should be maybe that's showing my ignorance. But Arnhem is known by a broad audience via the movie The Bridge Too Far. Well, that'll explain it. I haven't seen that. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. I must confess, Arnhem in the UK is maybe even more known than in the Netherlands. Uh-huh. Because, yeah. And what is there now? I assume that's on your route. What it's, is there now to visit uh, there? Well, you can visit the Airborne Museum, for example. There's a oh. British war cemetery in the area. At the bridge, the bridge too far, there was this operation called Operation Market Garden. And the Allied forces, the paratroopers had to take all the main bridges in the provinces of Brabant and Gelderland so that the ground troops could go from Belgium towards Arnhem and then to Germany. The operation did not succeed at Arnhem, so the operation failed over there. On that bridge, every year there's now a multimedia spectacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the Bridge to Liberation Experience. That's one of them. It, about 25, 30,000 people see that. 
Wow. You have the mass droppings at the Ginkel Heath, 60,000 spectators every year. And you have a lot of real commemorations, uh, red layings. And what time of the year is that happen? September. September. Yeah, okay. mid of September. That's something to organize a trip around, September. <laughs> yeah, it sounds that way. You explained that this route was put together. It sort of happened rather than actually planning. How did this No, there was some planning. Yeah, yeah. Originally, it was just happening. It was a regional project. But in 2012, the current chairman of the European Parliament, a German guy called Martin Schulz, mm-hmm. he heard about the liberation route and he said, well, I'm a guy from Germany. I've seen a lot of travel with my parents. The Second World War is part of me. And I think what you are doing is great. So I want to be your patron. So he became the patron of our foundation. And that gave us the opportunity to develop more and more in Europe. I mean, with him behind us. So this is a foundation, it's not a business. It's a foundation. And are it's a there, non-profit organization. And are there profit organizations like tour companies that are taking people along the route? Yeah, as foundation ourselves, we don't organize any tour. We talk with tour operators, travel agencies, and so on. And we say to them, if you are willing to sell the story of the Second World War under our conditions, then you are able to organize tours. For example, we have a Dutch bus company called OWAT. They organize 12-day packages along the liberation route. But also in other countries, we work together with travel agencies, tour operators, and yeah, they develop packages along the route. So you would have English-speaking tour operators as yeah, well? Yeah, we do. Actually, we are now working on the setup of a European guide network, okay. a liberation route guide network. And yeah, most of them are from the British Guild of Battlefield Guides. So they work together with us. And yeah, actually all battlefield guides we have, they must speak English. Okay. Yeah, you would expect as much yeah. because many of the tourists would be from England or America. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, really Canada, US, UK. So it sounds like you have EU funding as well. Yeah, but only a small part. Okay. It's only for the, for the development of our website and our app. Okay. So, Now, let me run a few hypotheticals by you. If a person was traveling with children, which parts of the liberation route would you recommend with children? Normandy and the Netherlands. Normandy? I would recommend Normandy and the Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay, so what in the Netherlands? Netherlands. We've done the Normandy. Um, Especially the the area of Gelderland is the most developed area. Uh, The province of Gelderland. What's around Arnhem Nijmegen. And what's to see there? You have the museums over there, and most of the museums have a special route for children. Ah, okay. I see. Activities. Multi-language. Help yeah. them understand. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. fun museums. Yeah, there are war museums and liberation museums, but they created a special booklet for children. Okay. To help understand. Yeah. Right. Okay. And some of them have put lower pictures for the children. Oh, so, good idea. Yeah. Yes. And it's very compact. You don't have to travel a long distance to get from one place to another. Right, so, yes. so not too much sitting in the car and no. waiting yes. yeah, yeah, or the bus. Yeah. Yes. Let's see if a person was disabled, and it, what would yeah. you recommend of the route? Is there anything that's yeah, not well, good it's, for it's, the mobility it, yeah, there? Well, the problem is a lot of points of interest are in the landscape. If you go to Normandy, well, sorry to come back at Normandy, but if you go to Pointe du you have to go in into, the bunkers. The major, into the bunker or sitting in a wheelchair that will be difficult. Yeah. And so for the Hutkin Forest, I mean, going to uh, the forest. Okay, so not Normandy and not the Hutkin Forest. Where no, would yeah, they be you able can to go? go to Normandy, but you Some cannot. You can't yeah, do. I mean, you can go to a museum. You can visit the cemeteries. That is no problem at all. So the museums would be fine. Cemeteries would be fine. Yeah. Okay. If you were a foodie, like Shoba, 
and didn't want to do only liberation route, which my husband loves history. Suggests. I like food. What would be a good compromise where we both have history and we have great food? Berlin. 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 Interesting. Yeah. The city of Berlin. Berlin is amazing. Yeah, yeah, we work together there with the Allied Museum, for example, but also the German Russian Museum. German Russian Museum. Yeah. They tell German the Russian, Russian story about the war in Berlin. Where is that? I haven't Where seen is it. that? I was uh, just in Berlin. I never heard of that. Karlsruhe. It's just oh, it's not in outside Berlin. The yeah, it's in Berlin, it is but Berlin. outside the center. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that or I would have gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, you're in Berlin, then what else is part of your route in Berlin? Yeah. Besides uh, that museum. Yeah, the Allied Museum is partnering. And we offer tours through the city of Berlin, which lead you along the memorials. And all right, stuff. I see. Yeah. Okay. And, well, if you like food, Berlin is good. And especially for the American readers, yeah. there's something I want to add. Okay, yes, please, please do. Because we recently started something. Okay, he's handed us a piece of paper called Liberation Route Europe Opens American Friends Fund. Foundation unveils the stories of American soldiers during World War II. So explain yeah, this. We have recently started a campaign in the U.S. for two reasons. One, to create more awareness in the U.S. for the existence of the liberation route and what happened in Europe. And second one, we want to use the campaign for some extra funding. We have a special donation page over there. And part of the campaign is we are hoping to get some funding because we think it's really necessary to tell the American story within the liberation route. The important thing is to create more awareness. One of yes. the reasons why we try to reach the American press over there. And yes. Yeah. No, I can see that because I mean Normandy is such a huge part of the trip, and that's what a lot of Americans know. They don't necessarily know about the parts of the you know in Luxembourg. I saw Poland, the Netherlands, France. Yeah, no. they know about Normandy. Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. about Normandy, and it kind of yeah. stops there. Yeah. And the next thing you know, Berlin is occupied, and that's it. Yeah. Everything yeah, in the yeah, middle is kind of fuzzy. That's about it, yeah. yeah, that's about it. This is an interesting way of opening up the bridge between yeah. one and the other. Yeah. Parts 219 and 220. You have 75 years of liberation of Europe. In 2019, 220. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So it becomes an anniversary as well. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Now it says the stories of American soldiers. Are you actually recording yeah. stories? Yeah. And we so are on? focusing to tell personal stories yes. of people from our. We're not a historical organization like Division This and Regiment That. No, it's the personal stories. One of our audio spots, for example, in the Netherlands, tells the story of a girl, six-year-old at that time. She's walking around outside and she sees the paratroopers coming down. She's running inside. She tells her mother, Mom, Mom, God is throwing people out of heaven. <laughs> and then her mother says, Don't worry, it's only confetti. Those stories make... That's very yes. more tangible. Oh, that's lovely. Yes. Well, yeah. To bring it closer to the audience, yeah. to the normal. It's a more powerful way to describe yeah. things. And yeah. also, stories of American veterans, what their stories will be part of the website, biographies, stories. We saw some of that was already up yeah. on the website. It's still a work in progress, but yeah. some of the stories yeah. are already up. We should name the website here. www.liberationroute.com is the website. Yeah. yeah, and it's available in five languages. English, of course. Terrific. Also German, French, Polish, Dutch. When do you expect the website to be completely finished? The new one, because the website is already there, uh -huh. but we launched a new one two weeks ago. Within a couple of weeks, the rest... And that's yeah. this address I just read. Yeah. Okay, I think... Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for speaking to us, Jeroen. Yeah. yeah. Thank you You're very welcome. much. It was really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I like talking to you, so... 
Thank you for listening to 1001 Travel Tales, stories from seasoned travelers. Shoba Georgia's blog, Just Go Places, is at justgoplacesblog.com. Rachel Heller writes Rachel's Ruminations, which can be found at rachelheller.org.